Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone. Welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I'm Merrick. And I'm Jason. And uh, we hope you're all doing good out there. We've got a great yeah. show for you today. Another great show. Some Another more entertainment news. That Well, that's what this show's about. Pardon the intermission. If we didn't have entertainment news to report, why do the show? Yeah. I don't know. We could do movie reviews, maybe. Just do... I feel like we haven't done movie reviews. We got it. You know what we haven't done enough is retro reviews. Remember you know, we did, did we did the one on Big Trouble in Little China. That's right. We did and promise some retro reviews. We need to squeeze some retro reviews in there because actually I've been watching a lot of retro films lately. Have you? Like I watched one of my favorite classic films of all time recently called The Sting. With oh Robert, yeah, Robert yeah. Redford oh and Paul yeah, that's Newman. a great movie. Now there, that great was that was nominated film. for a Best Picture. Was it? it uh, didn't was, win though, right? Didn't win Best Picture, yeah. but I think uh, Paul Newman. It was an amazing movie. Paul, oh, it had a great cast: Paul yeah. Newman, Robert Redford, Ro- Robert Shaw. You remember him as Quentin Jaws? He was mm. in that. Uh, it also had uh, Ray Walston and Eileen Brennan. So yeah, but we'll, we'll have to do some some retro um, some retro reviews here in the next couple couple of weeks or so. Definitely, definitely. But in yeah. the meantime, we'll in go back meantime. to our favorite subject, which is back on topic. Disney. Disney, Disney news. Disney, thank you so much for providing us so oh. so much newsworthy stuff to report on. This is great. I love it. You know, I, I was thinking of just changing the the show name to uh, the Disney and Netflix cast. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> Par- pardon the Disney and Netflix. It cast seems like every week, like it's, Netflix is in this uh, loop of uh, password sharing. We don't know they change. You know, it's right. like one week they're going to put the rules in and they're going to take the rules out. And I don't right. know. It's like the hokey pokey with him. You I know. know. Put the rules in and then you put, put the, the rules, rules out. Right. Remember, you heard it here first. Shake folks. them all about. <laughs> That's but right. anyway, but but today we've got more Disney news, and you guys might have yeah. heard about this. But uh, um, out there, uh, um, from um, actually all over the entertainment uh, uh, websites, mm-hmm. they're talking about Disney uh, is looking to eliminate seven thousand jobs. And this is coming from it's wow. not just a rumor; it's coming from Bob Iger himself. Big shot, Bob uh, himself. Huh? Yeah, this, yeah. I guess they had you know they had their whole investor call recently. Yeah. Um, and uh, it says that the company is targeting a total uh, in this article from uh, mm-hmm. ABC uh, Seven. AB, yeah, an ABC affiliate here. Mm-hmm. The company's tar- targeting a total of five point five billion in cost savings. Wow. This is what Iger was had said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three billion in cuts will come from content. Excluding the sports, I don't know what that means. I mean, I guess they have ESPN Plus, but I don't know ESPN. Well, but uh, well, Disney owns ESPN. Yeah, and but so but you, you're targeting. He's talking about. I know he's. I, I mean, he's not targeting any sports, but it's just funny how he puts that. Except the sports. I mean, it's like okay. oh, that's all. Okay, yeah, it's, it's kind of like okay, yeah, well, all sports. Right. All right, well, whatever. I mean, okay. um, but um, and then he also wants a uh, uh, three billion in cuts. Uh, oh, I said that already. Three billion in cuts yep. will come from content. Yep. Uh, sorry, and then That's while right. two point five billion will come from non-content cuts. Okay, can I stop you right there just for a brief? Yeah, second? go ahead. Sure. Does non-content cuts mean cutbacks on the theme park division? I, that's what it sounds like to me. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I but here, but here's sure the I deal. Reading between the lines, I, I think I think I read. And I don't think it was in this article. I kind of read somewhere else that you know, uh, possibly a lot of these layoffs will not be necessarily in the theme park or talking cast members specifically. Okay. And because the theme parks are actually hurting right now, they're actually needing more cast members. As a matter of fact, there was just a hiring call that <clears> went out not too long ago for cast members. Right. 
So I, I think what they're looking at is they're looking at just other types of uh, uh, positions mm-hmm. in the uh, in the Disney company, maybe that they feel they can consolidate or whatever, you know. And to be more precise, as I scroll down and read more of the article, it says here the job cuts will coincide with the restructuring that will divide oh, the yeah, company yeah. into three core businesses: Disney Entertainment. ESPN and Disney Parks. Yeah. So yes, we were right on all of our assumptions there. So they're yeah. So they're they're going to uh, yeah. It's interesting. They're going to so they're going to split it off, which may be good mm-hmm. actually. You know the theme parks and here's the thing too. I mean the theme parks <clears throat> have, have had a lot of trouble lately, and that's why uh, uh, yeah. you, people can listen to it a couple of shows ago if you guys want to go back. We talked, uh, uh, Jason. You talked about actually being at the theme park, and yep. so I was asking you what was the state of it. Was yep. it look kind of a lot of people complain that the the, the place just looks junky. A lot of the rides are, and junky, what I mean by it is just kind of trashy. It doesn't look as clean. Yeah. And a lot of the rides are breaking down. As a matter of fact, just this week, they had a pirate's boat at Disneyland that sunk. Pirates of the Caribbean boat. One no of the, way. Yeah, I didn't the, hear about that. Yeah, one of the boats sunk. No I don't. I don't know any more details than that. But yeah, oh, a vast yeah. matey. <laughs> somebody's somebody's pirate sword must have went arr when they stabbed right. the boat. I all I want to know is why is all the rum gone? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not water. Maybe it is rum in that ride. Maybe I mean, that's it. a lie. They right, were it could to, be actual rum yeah. weighing the boat down or something. <laughs> Buoyancy, you know, you got to factor that in. Yeah. yeah. So um, weight distribution. So there seems like there's a lot of problems, and and yeah. you know. It, here's the deal. I know. Well, in Disney also, they had a, a, a better uh, quarter, I guess, which uh, Bob yeah. Iger reported. Yeah. Were up, the shares were up uh, 8%, at least at the time of this article. Positive earnings. Positive. But the problem yeah. was, too, is that if you actually take into account, you know, they probably, that came from probably a lot of, uh, um, well, him coming back would be yep. one, Bob Iger. Yeah. So a little bit of faith in that. Um, I think some of the earnings would also be up because with the uh, theme parks, you know, going through the holidays, they always have. I mean, I'm talking just necessarily, well, and and probably to content because, you know, you had a lot of people that are going to be at home and want to watch the content more. Yeah. But they also, um, uh, at the theme parks, they also have these special events, Christmas events and stuff, which people have to pay extra for. Right. So that would also help with the earnings a little bit. So what I'm saying is that basically, yes, they, they, you know, the earnings are up. But it could be kind of a little bit falsely inflated because of things that that are just cost more anyway to be there. Yeah. but they say uh, the layoffs. Oh, here it was. So it did, it did say in this article, the layoffs arrive amid a string of layoffs in the media industry, which, you know, that's why I think it's going to be a lot of other positions, not necessarily in the parks, uh, like I stated before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have huge. I mean, you've got uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. They're, I mean, mm-hmm. they're going through their stuff. You have a lot of other media companies right now, a lot of other tech companies that are laying off. Microsoft, Yahoo, yeah. Twitter. I um, mean, just I mean, mass. huge numbers of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Facebook, so, Facebook laid off some 2,500 employees early, like right after the beginning of the year. Of yeah. the new year, so you're right, Eric. This is this coincides with a lot of other major, big time, billion dollar revenue generating companies deciding just to lay off people en masse and say thank you for your services, but they're no longer needed. Well, and 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 I think too, and, and it has to do with I think companies are getting ready for the times. I mean, unfortunately, I think it looks like we're, recession might be they're here to stay for a at while. The crystal ball, right? Yeah, we're and they're and they're just here. trying to plan for the worst here. Also, um, yeah. in this article, it did state that uh, uh, Disney has just dropped uh, another two point four million subscribers. Um, so you know and. That's the thing with the script subscription services is that you for know Disney there's Plus. for yeah. Disney Plus, yes. Yeah. 
Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. That there's a ceiling to these guys. I mean, it, yep. it's like all these subscription services, they're, they're, they're hitting the ceiling. You know, it was different during the pandemic. Everybody was at home. We've talked about it many times. Yeah. But now it's like people, uh, you know, they're being very careful with their money, very particular with their money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if it's like, well, you know, if I, I can only watch Star Wars so many times, so maybe I'll go, you know, maybe yeah. I'll drop that and go to, you know, mm-hmm. go to Peacock. Which is going to be another story I'm going to talk about here in a minute. Oh, uh, boy. Great. <laughs> that, I don't know. Would you drop Disney Plus to, to, to have a Peacock, Peacock subscription? I can't say that very well. Peacock All, subscription. Well, Why did they name that thing Peacock? I mean, I understand well, because the bird. NBC, the logo of NBC But they could have named it something better, right? Well, what should they have named it? Uh, I don't know. Cockadoo or something? <laughs> Does it have to do with a bird, you know? Yeah, because the NBC logo is a How peacock? about just the bird? They could have named it, you know, the bird. Here's the bird. Toucan Sam. They could have named it Toucan Sam. <laughs> anyway, okay, so to finish out, before we get to that story, to fi- right. so to finish out real quick, I think it is, it is sad, but I think it is kind of a sign here that all these companies, and, and mm-hmm. Disney is, is is right at the forefront, are yep. trying to really trim anything they see as fat, Yep. I um, you know, to try to survive. I mean, I think yep. these companies are, are in a lot of trouble, and probably more than they're even stating to their investors. Right. Um, I really feel bad for for the people though. It, it is tough yeah. to be losing a job, especially in this environment. I know what it feels like. I've I've lost two jobs within the last eighteen months. Believe yeah, me, it, I know what it feels like. It is. It, it is mm-hmm. a tough environment. So, but unfortunately, Eric, it's it's a necess- it's a necessary evil. Uh, it's a necessary must because again, uh, like you just alluded to, I think you're right. They're looking at an an impending recession coming mm. right around the corner. And you you have to make cutbacks. That's just the way big business operates. Now, I'm not a, a business guru, so I don't know. But I would imagine that when you have a lot of money bogging down your company and you see a recession just right around the corner, you can't have all that money chewing up your payroll on the books. And unfortunately, sure. and look, cuts like this to big companies aren't new. This stuff has happened before in, in, in history and in years past, but what makes this different is that it's all happening at the same time. It's all happening yeah. en masse. It's not staggered like one company's well, laying off employees here this month, and then five months down the road, another company's laying off other. But you know what cracks me up is that it, I, it seems like it always has this cycle with companies. Is that it's cyclical, it, it's, yeah. It, 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 <clears throat> You know, they always, it's like happy days are here again. It's like the money is flowing, right? There's a lot of credit. Everything's yeah. good. Economy's real good. But they yep. seem like they never plan for these downtimes. And, and especially with Disney, right. we've talked about it many right. times. I won't go into it, but they bought Fox. They they, they spent a lot, a lot of money under yeah. Iger before uh, Bob uh, Paycheck came in. Mm-hmm. But they spent a lot of money. And yep. uh, and now they're kind of reaping the uh, the unprofitable rewards of that, which is you know now now they've got this heavy burden of of all this mm-hmm. uh, of the streaming. I think the streaming services really hurt them, unfortunately. Yeah, you reap what you sow. But you know, it seemed like they would plan, but they don't. Anyway, also the other thing too, though, is that they did say that uh, you know they had that uh, uh, board fight. I guess they had that. Kind of a, a hostile semi takeover of oh, this yeah. Nelson Peltz, the CEO of was oh. it Trian, the Trian Group, where he's an investor and the he was Trian trying group. to he's yeah. trying to buy all the shares and he's trying to get himself or somebody on the from his group on the board and have more control. Yeah, and, this guy's a real fuddy duddy. <laughs> well, yeah. well, no, listen, I, I kind of like the shakeup. I like somebody holding people accountable. I, I mm-hmm. think you know I don't know anything about the guy, but but I think you know if it does hold people accountable, that's a good thing. Now, I from what I hear, also they said that he. Uh, 
he has since then uh, kind of backed off that because he's seeing that Disney is now going in a direction that he's more comfortable with as far as being profitable. Yeah. So he is he has backed off that. So at least you know we won't have a hostile takeover uh, of Disney. Whether that would have been good or bad. So know, Nelson but. Peltz, who is the CEO and founder of activist investment firm Treon Management LP, mm-hmm. he recently purchased nearly a billion dollars worth of Disney stock. A billion stock. dollars worth of stock. Yeah. Wow. No wonder this is guy that, is ticked off. He wants the biggest bang for his buck. Doesn't well, I he? think he was trying to buy it to get his way in. He's trying to buy his way in. In other words, buy enough where he could right. control it. That right. that was the whole idea. Okay. Um, but yeah, he. It seems like now he it. From what I heard, I don't think it says in this article, but from what I heard, it says that uh, he, uh, you know, he has backed off that okay. sense and, and he thinks the company's going in the right direction. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll um, be interesting to follow this and see how it, uh, how it, you know, how it grows within the coming weeks and months here. How it all plays out. Right. Hey, um, okay, we're going to move on to the next story. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, interesting. I, I said in, in a previous podcast that I probably wouldn't do it. And guess what? I did. Mm-hmm. I got a subscription to Peacock. Yeah, okay. we were talking about. I don't know if, if you if you guys remember out there. We were talking about uh, uh, watching Night Court. Yep. And I said, okay, I watched the one free episode, and I and I don't know. I don't think I'm going to get a description. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? They've got another great show on there called Poker Face. I've heard great things about it. Well, you're going to hear more great things about it right now. Good, (laughs) good. Yeah. So they do. So, and you know what? They ended up. They end. uh, They ended up hooking me in. I went ahead and paid for the subscription to Peacock, which means I will watch the rest of Night Court, and I'll let you guys know in a different show (laughs) what I think about Night Court. uh, The the rest of the season. But anyway, so. Poker Face is a uh, uh, is a show out there. I'll give you just a little bit of of what it's about. Um, it's a very interesting concept. What the what the show is basically about is it's kind of uh, uh, sets uh, uh, Natasha. Is it Leone or Leon? It's Natasha Leon. Leon. I always want to call her Leone, but uh, Natasha yeah. Leon. She plays. She basically plays the same character that she played. Uh, what was that other show where she was dying all the time? I can't remember. Well, I remember her from the American Pie films. Yeah, she was from the American Pie. But she had recently yeah. had another show. She plays the same kind of character that she played in okay. that. I'm so- sorry, it's it's uh, escaping me right now. The name of that show. No, that's all right. Um, but anyway, so she what what essentially happens in the show, which is really a great premise. She ends up um, getting into some trouble, mm-hmm. but she has this great talent to tell when people are lying. Okay. So at the same time, so what happens is that she originally was in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. She's escaping Las Vegas. She's got people after her okay. now. So she's Ooh. on the run. Ooh. Okay. And she's going to all these. Apparently, I only saw two episodes, the first mm-hmm. and the second. Yeah. So, but <clears throat> what it seems like is she's going to all these small little towns or, and, and places. Second episode, she ends up in this little town. There's a murder. Mm-hmm. And they're blaming the wrong person. She ends up becoming like a detective because she can tell when people are lying. And she's got kind of this like eh, kind of heart of gold type thing, you know, where she does want to help. She doesn't. She's got to get out of here. People right. are after her. They're on her. You know, they're right on her tail. Oh, yeah. But yeah. but then all she's like, oh, I got to stay and help. I got to help, you know, because huh, okay. she knows. So the second, the second, <laughs> the first, first episode sets up, you know, you see what she's all about, what happened. Second episode, she's in the town. She's, yeah, it's great. And as you re, you're, you're meeting these these oddball cool characters I don't know and you're seeing a lot of people their names escape me but a lot of these actors I've seen in all kinds of stuff in the second episode they had uh, what's his name um, he does all the movie oh man I should know he played uh, uh, Cliff Clavin on 
Cheers. Uh, oh, John Ratzenberger. John Ratzenberger. I does, forgot his uh, name. Does the voices for a lot of Pixar. He films. does a lot of the voices for the Pixar. Yeah. And and they had yeah. him on there. He was he was one of the characters. Cliff in Clavin. Her, Cliff yeah. Clavin. So they mm-hmm. they they had him. They had some other actors. You know, you're like, oh yeah, I remember that person. I remember that guy. Yeah. Um, also, uh, uh, a character that's actually chasing her is Benjamin Bratt. No way. Yeah, so he's in it. He's uh, okay. uh, so he he's on it. In the first one, they had uh, oh my god, I'm I'm not gonna go because I can't remember the guy's name, but I'm not even gonna go there. All right, all right. But here, but I want to tell you this about Poker Face real quick. Um, it's very interesting. They kind of brought up in this article, and this was an article from Screen Rant, and they brought okay. up in this article how that this kind of episodic TV, um, works, and it can only really work in this way. And and I kind of agree with it. And what their what their point was was this. If you're watching this show back to back, if if it's like released all at once, which it's not, it's released weekly, sure. right? Yeah, it's basically it's kind of like rest of, the rest of your episodic TVs. I mean, it's basically like if you had a cop show, well, they're going to cool. figure out the crime, and every week you know they're going to figure out the crime. Okay, right? Cool. If you have a show with firefighters, they're fighting mm-hmm. fires, or they're you know they're they're using their paramedic skills to save lives, right? Yeah, yeah right. So, but you know it's going to happen every week practically, right? Okay, interesting. So this show is setting up the same way. You know that she's going to be solving these mysteries or helping people out with her lying skills, right? Okay. Now, if you were in, in, the, in the article they made the, the case, if you were to watch this thing, if they were to put all the episodes up and you binge watch this thing, mm-hmm. it would get pretty rep- repetitive <laughs> and pretty old pretty quick, right? Okay, all right. But, it, but they make a great point that with releasing it, and I think a lot of, maybe a lot of these streaming services should go back to this in releasing it weekly it kind of alleviates that i mean it makes you want to what's the next mystery it makes you want it more rather than just saying you know oh i'm you know this show's not going anywhere it's the same thing over and over because you're binge watching it so why being able to watch it weekly coming out as it's coming out yeah i think it does make you enjoy it more for what it is it works on me so anyway they kind of made that point i thought it was an interesting point in the article the uh, the show I would definitely recommend. Okay. Uh, okay. Poker Face. Uh, the streaming service for Peacock isn't that much, really. It's pretty cheap, so I went ahead and did it. Why not, right? And I also noticed that the show's creator is Ryan Johnson, who was oh, known, that's a good point. I forgot to bring that up. Thank wrote, you. Wrote wonderful screenplays for two good movies, Knives Out, and then its subsequent sequel, Glass, Glass Onion, Onion. The Knives Out Mystery. Yeah. And yes, Star Wars fans, I'm talking about the same Ryan yeah. Johnson who directed Star Wars uh, Episode Seven, The Last Jedi. He's not. You know what? He's not good or in the Star eight, Wars universe. He's, I, he's, he's well, better. He's better off writing these mysteries. And you can see, you know, yeah. and, and it's a good. That's a great point. I'm glad you brought this up because yes. you. Can can see that this show um, has that that style to it. It's that mystery, yeah. You know, and and there are some murders, so you have a murder mystery. But you know, it does have that. It's definitely that style to it. I'm, we're loving the show. Like I said, oh, we're good. two episodes okay. in. We're loving the show. I would definitely recommend it. I'll check it out. Natasha Leone, she does a great job. And as I said, she plays the same character now. What was the name of that other? I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll get it out before we get out of this podcast. Sure, that's I'll fine. let you know what it was. That's fine. But uh, uh, she she does an amazing job in this. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I recommend it. Moving yeah. on. Um, yes. You had a story mm-hmm. which was very interesting about uh, uh, a very uh, a good uh, Star Trek character that may be ending. Oh. A show that may be ending this yes. season. Okay. What was that about? Okay. So, obviously, the Star Trek fans out there, we haven't touched on Star Trek in a while. So, I thought we would kind of go back to that because uh-huh. everyone probably knows by now that I am a huge science fiction 
particularly Star Wars slash Star Trek fan. And yes, folks, you can be a fan of both equally. Um, but <laughs> so what I saw was uh, obviously you probably know, Star Trek diehards know that the season three of Star Trek Picard is set to uh, stream on Paramount Plus uh, next week, actually. I believe it's February 14th or February 16th is when um, season three will start airing. Okay, so it's coming up soon. It's coming up soon, just right around the corner. And that's good because I was I was just about ready to cancel my Paramount. Don't do it yet. Okay, okay. Wait I'm not like going to do it. Month. I'm not going to do it. Wait for like two months. But anyway, so Star Trek Picard season three is coming up right around the corner. And uh, I found this story about how um, at a couple of fan conventions like New York Comic Con and a couple of film conventions, um, six of the first 10 uh, streaming episodes were previewed to a select group of uh, not necessarily critics, but uh, a wide variety audience, like mm. people who like Star Trek, people who don't. And the praise for season three of Star Trek Picard apparently is through the roof. Really? It is getting some rave reviews. And the creative minds behind Star Trek Picard are two guys called Terry Matalus who is a Star Trek fan, goes all the way back to when he served as a production intern on Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. But uh, Terry Matalus and then another guy, Roberto Orsi, who has been a lifelong Star Trek fan as mm. well. If you're not familiar with him, he... Um, uh, I think it's Roberto Orsi who heads this with Terry Matalus, but Roberto Orsi did like some of the Transformer films that were directed by Michael Bay, unfortunately. Okay. And he's done... But anyway... Uh, season three, Star Trek Picard's reviews have been phenomenal. And Eric, I am geeked about this because um, this is going to bring together the the next generation cast. I, I it's like in the previews. Three. Yeah, yes. I was like, there's like everybody's in there. Yes, it's going to bring together the cast members of, of the next generation. So, yes, folks, we are going to get a TNG reunion, but there have also been some teasers to some cast members from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Making mm. appearances on this uh, on this show, Benjamin Sisko, Captain Sisko, and Star Trek Voyager, Admiral Janeway. Wow. Star Trek fans will know who I'm talking about. And I'm geeked about this because season two of Picard really left, I think, at least for me, it left a sour taste in my mouth. Because okay. the entire season was devoted to, again, another time travel story. Picard has to go back in time to save this and save that. And the show, the season just really lacked a lot of the um, the rich storytelling that the first season had. Hmm. But season three has been getting some fantastic reviews. And again, Terry Matalus is one of the showrunners. And here, just let me give you an example of some of the reaction for this. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so uh, one of the reactions is, uh, if I can find it here, uh, very good. How is it fair that all these... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's, that's the wrong one I was looking for. Sorry, <laughs> folks. Don't quote me on that one, please. But they're uh, looking at the story here. Um, there were a number of great reviews, a couple of people praising the story and a lot of so great remarks on social media. I can't find, uh, let's see, I'm trying to find what I'm looking for here. Um, well, while you're looking for that, let me ask you. Okay. So going back yes. to, uh, going back to season, season two, yes. um, I didn't watch it. I watched the first season and I was like, it's okay. I was, I was really good to see. They, they did pull in some, some characters from the next generation. Yes. Um, in season, uh, I mean, some basically some of the main characters actually in in season yep. one, and then season two, I kind of asked you about it, and I think it was you that kind of basically, mm -hmm. I was like, well, after you said, you know, like, well, it's not really, and I was like, okay, I don't even know if I want to waste my time with it. Um, 
I don't know. Do you think I should go back and watch season two to, to complete? Am I going to have to do that to complete season three here? Well, Eric, I can't answer that question because I don't know what season three is like yet. Mm, good uh, point. Yeah, I, I true, mean, really, true. The, now, now, season two. But do you think I should watch? I mean, do you think I should just go ahead and just watch it, though? To appreciate where they're coming at with this series, yes, okay. definitely. Because this series has focused entirely on a Jean-Luc Picard that we had never seen before. This is a Picard who like is a at, broken. He's a broken down Picard. He's at the last stages of his life and his career, and a lot of things happened to him that changed him. This was not the well, same. A lot of things happened to the Federation. I mean, it, right, it was exactly. a whole different. It was basically yeah. yeah. And so Terry Matalus, the show's main um, captain of the series, the creator and the progenitor of this series, really dug deep into more storytelling than the next generation had as far as the characters are concerned. And so season one was a great starting off point for them to kind of feature a different side of Picard that we had never seen. Season two was, I think they were trying to combine a lot of the sci-fi elements from next generation like the whole issue with time traveling mm. to make it relevant to his storyline but it felt kind of muddled here and there okay but still i think it would benefit you to watch seasons one and two before you start season three because you understand the direction they're going with the character yeah and in looking at all of these um looking at all of these early reviews the critics are loving it they're loving the characters from TNG coming back because kind of like Picard, they're different characters at different stages of their lives. Mm. Riker is a whole lot different. LaForge is different. Worf is like Worf, for I, I example. Loved, I loved Riker and, and Troy um, in the first season. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they were good in the first yeah. season. And Worf was always my favorite character in TNG because he was a badass Klingon. And in this one, in season three now... He apparently comes back as kind of a pacifist. He refuses mm. to be a warrior. He refuses That's an to interesting kill. Take. Right, interesting. So yeah, yeah. But uh, the reviews for this have been great. And Eric, I'm excited. I'm thrilled. I well, can hardly wait for this. I, I hope. It, I hope it. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be what we all want it to be. And, and yep. I hope it will because you know th this is probably and without even seeing the season three, this sounds like this is the way that that these things should go. Yes. You know, like we talked about recently, we talked about the plot leaks for Indiana Jones five. And, uh, you know, this is what you want to see. I mean, even if you even if you even if you meet up with your characters and they're kind of beat and broken down and the world didn't go the way they wanted to, yeah. you know, it's like, hey, we've got one more chance. We've got one more shot. You mm -hmm. know, let's let's do this thing. But be true to their age. This whole time travel. What I'll say real quick uh, on that is that I'm, I'm kind of tired of this whole time travel thing in, in mm -hmm. shows. It's kind of a cop out to me. Okay. I, I didn't see the season two of this, but in other other movies and shows that that they pull this in, especially Marvel's got this huge problem now with uh they got to quantum mania coming out right yeah uh, with ant-man Ant -Man and the wasp yeah. and and uh it's like okay i you know this whole time travel thing it muddles up everything and mm -hmm. it's like they try to go back and then maybe try to f and in the story they go back and try to fix mm -hmm. something and it always just it never works out it seems like go ahead i, well, mean, I was just gonna say i just saw this right now the yeah. article actually refutes what i just told you about having to watch season one and two Listen to this little bit here. Sure. Finally, the season only gets better. Star Trek uh, Picard season three only gets better as it goes on. It's an emotional roller coaster about family, friendship, love, and loss. A lot of naysayers have asked if they need to watch or be tied to a chair and be forced to watch season one and two. <laughs> the answer is no. If really? Any, if anything, those getting ready to embark on this new adventure should refresh themselves with several key episodes of TNG and a lot of uh, homages 
to previous Star Trek films, such as Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, which mm. the last film that the original series cast did, and then other films like Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Eric, I'm geeked. I'm excited. The Wrath of Khan. The Wrath of Khan, which is like the best Star Trek film ever made. Yeah. So I'm, well, I wonder how that's going to tie in. It'll be interesting to find out. Khan! Khan, right. Yeah, yeah. But, but see, and, and the reason why this is all good is because the series creator, Terry Matalus, again, he not only is a Star Trek fan, but he knows Star Trek. He's been around it all of his life. You know, that that's a great point. And that, that's the other thing I was going to say, too, is, uh, um, you know, it's nice to have writers or, or people or directors that actually love yes. the content and yes. love the shows and are fans themselves rather yes. than people that hate it or maybe just claim they love it and then they completely destroy it. Right. Uh, Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, <coughs> cough, cough. J.J. <laughs> Abrams. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and it is that is nice because then, then they can do you know that's what it is that's what fans love that's what fans respond to. Right, right. Um, you know, we saw it with with Star Wars with all these series. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, oh man, you know the fans responded yeah. to Mandalorian because not because of the Mandalorian character, but because of it was kind of represented. Yeah what they knew Star Wars originally to be. And we had talked about this plenty of times before. You can go back and listen to our, our shows on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's what it is. And, and if you have, and that's what I mean, if you have something that kind of wraps it all up. Now, I don't know if they have to do time travel. If they've got Khan in there, it's not like there might be some time travel and some of these other characters. Voyager didn't take place at the same time. Now, Deep Space Nine had Worf on it. It took place yeah. close to uh, 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 the next generation, right? So that, yeah. that can be tied in. But Voyager, when did that take place? I okay, can't remember. Okay, so yeah, let me bring you up to speed on the on the timeline and the chronology of the series. So Deep Space Nine first aired in 1993 okay. during season six of The Next Generation. So those two series overlap each other by one season. Uh, Next Generation ended 1994 during DS9's second season. Star Trek Voyager, I believe, first started airing in 1996 or 1997. And okay. that overlapped the middle of Deep Space Nine's run. So it, was, it took place during Deep took, Space Nine? The, yeah. So I mean, I mean in, in, the, in the Star Trek timeline. In the timeline and the grand chronology of everything, yeah. It, they all took place around the same time. Okay. Yeah. And so um, and so Terry Matalus, in fact, in reading some interviews that he's given, said that he not only... The purpose for Star Trek Picard Season 3 is obviously not only to focus on Picard and the continuation of the, the story of the other TNG characters, but Matalus also wanted to pay proper uh, respects to DS9 mm. and Voyager because he said intrinsically they're all related much the same. The, even though they're different series and even though they have different captains and different storylines and everything, at the end of the day, it's all still Star Trek. And Terry mm. Matalus wanted to tie it all together and wrap it up in one big bow. And it sounds like he did an outstanding job with it. Now, wow. we won't be able to find out until next week when they first start airing on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. But I, I am geeked. I'm excited. And you know what? Star Trek fans are a lot like Star Wars fans. We are rabid about our product. And we have specific expectations for how it should be viewed and how it should be portrayed. Mm. And that's why I'm geeked about it. Well, and I'll tell you, I'm not like you are. I mean, you are in. You're all in with it. I Boom. mean, I'm, yeah. I'm I mean, obviously, ready. you know when these when these came out, and I'm I'm yes. a, I'm a fair weather star Star Trek fan. That's I mean, all right. That's all right. You that's know, I, you I knew. Well, for. no, I mean, I know. I you know, I mean, I I love the shows that I love. <laughs> right, or some right. of them I didn't like, and I didn't watch, and 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 right, didn't pay much right. attention to. But I don't know as far as getting into the deep dive stuff. I'm got not. It, I'm it. not on the on that on sure, those shows. Sure. I'm not necessarily a deep yeah. dive guy. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I but I can't wait uh, for this to come out now. I mean, just mm-hmm. in hearing this hype, I want to see. I love me too. Wh- what I love is is even though I'm not. Uh, and like I said, even though I'm not uh, deep diving on this stuff, yeah. I'm still a fan of it. And I love when they do these these things right and do these characters right and do these series right. And like I said, and take the time with it. Well, I, it I'm sounds so like hoping. I know I'm you're so you're crossing. Uh, you, people can't see out there, but you're over here crossing your fingers. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know, and I'm like, I, it sounds like they're going in the right direction. And you know? in addition to the main characters that we're so used to seeing from TNG, we're also going to see some very uh, memorable characters in season three that appeared in some episodes of TNG. So like season two, for well, example. Uh, can I, I can I guess one? Go ahead. Q? Well, no, because oh, Q... Oh, was he in season two? Q was in season two. Oh, okay. I was the, just hence going, the time travel. Right. I was oh. just going to allude to Q. So they brought Q back. But like, for okay. example, here's a sneak peek, TNG fans. Remember Professor Moriarty from the holodeck episodes? He's going to come back, and mm. uh, the actor who portrayed Moriarty in those holodeck episodes in TNG in seasons two and, or three and six, I believe it was, is going to be in season three of Picard. And we've also been teased about some other popular TNG characters like Data's evil twin brother, Lore. No way. So Brent really? Spiner is coming back, but he's going to play Lore. Lore? Not Data. He's not going to play both characters then, or no? Data's character was killed off at the end of Star Trek Nemesis in 2002, and even though he appeared in season one of Picard, he did appear in Picard. Yeah, yeah. It was in flashback scenes or dream sequences that Picard had. Okay. So, I mean, physically, the character. Wait, I'm trying to think because I haven't seen that in a long time, and um, uh, I'm trying to think what. Didn't he? Didn't he end up being? uh, Or no, wait, it was the real Doctor. It was the doctor they found in, at the end of season one, right? The doctor that created Dr. Data. Dr. Nunian Sung? Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's what it was. Because I'm like, wait, yes. wasn't Data in that? <laughs> I remember him in that. Oh, yeah, that. he was, he was, he yeah, was. Yeah, but yeah. That, okay, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's, you're right. He did yeah. get killed. You know, I have so, to, I'm going to have to go back and watch season one again just to kind of, you know, I've got the pieces there, but they're all not not quite fitting together. The puzzle isn't fitting together quite not right. Not only do know? I have all seven seasons on disc, but you can stream all seven seasons on Well, Paramount no, I'm talking Plus. about season, just Picard. Oh, just Picard. Yeah, oh, I don't, God, I got it, got it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I don't know if I'm... But, but yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, definitely if you have a chance, uh, watch seasons one and two of Picard. I think regardless of what this article says, it might uh, it might do you some good. And then it'll get you prepped up. You know, that yeah, it's, exactly. it's kind of like, you know, you don't want to just go into season three Picard just cold. It's kind of, you got to warm up like an yeah. athlete. You got to warm up, get your body used to it again, you exactly. know. Yeah. So yeah, so so get, yeah, get get mm-hmm. the drinks, you know, your favorite uh, sodas and your popcorn and, and get popcorn kick back ready. with the, yeah, get yep. back with the season one and That's two right. of, uh, of Picard. <clears throat> oh my hey. gosh. Wow, that warp, went quick. Warp Factor 5, we're done already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wow, yeah. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> we're having a microconverter malfunction, sir. <laughs> anyway, guys, hey, balls. thanks for listening again. Uh, please subscribe and review the show. It does help us out, uh, so we do appreciate it. Yes, it does. Don't forget to download us, share us on your social media accounts with your neighbors, friends, dogs, cats, everybody else. We appreciate it. All right, guys, take care. We'll see you on the next one. God bless on the flip side. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.